the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Apple Podcasts, and TalkLawRadio.com. I'm Todd Marquardt. Each episode, I will talk about some Texas or federal law or regulation that needs some explaining. Do you have a question about the law? If so, email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S as in Sam, T as in Timothy, at talklawradio.com. And because I'm licensed to practice law in Texas, the State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs my law license. And the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but because legal Advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information you learn today should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. New businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in county court, district court, or probate court. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about your word on the radio. Please forgive us our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Please help Patricia Jimenez and me give good information about the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And today we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving and the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner with Patricia Jimenez. And so we might not hit a lot on the law. We'll talk more about um nonprofits and organization and serving people the way that God wants us to. So, Ms. Jimenez, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. Please call me Patricia. I'm so happy to be here again. <laughs> okay, Patricia. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where did you grow up? I was born and raised here in San Antonio, and I've been here ever since. Uh, my mom and dad were initially from Dallas, and they moved here and uh, started a family. I have my brother who passed on in 2004, oh, but he sorry. was 
well, thank you so much. But he also was raised in San Antonio, and my mom and dad made their home here. So this was pretty much their home. They spent the most of their um, life here in in San Antonio and raised us. And uh, the family continues. My brother's children are now adults and all have their own kids. So... I think uh, San Antonio is pretty much uh, what we call home, and hopefully the other next generations will continue to, you know, make San Antonio their home as well. Okay, so we know that your father was a chef, right? Yes. He was a businessman. He had restaurants, and he was a food manufacturer. Oh, okay. And uh, and so he had a product line of— So not really a restaurant— a manufacturer. Well, he did own restaurants and he was a great cook, but I don't think he by trait went to like a, an official oh, okay. culinary school. Okay, I see. Okay, so did you follow in his footsteps? Well, in some cases, yes, and in some <laughs> cases, no. When it comes to the kitchen, I am not very good in that area as far as uh, food prep, but I think it was instilled in us that it was important to give back. And so um, my mom and dad were the founders of the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner. And so when my dad passed on, uh, as a family, we decided that the least we could do was continue the tradition. And it wasn't never forced upon us. I think you have to have it in your heart to want to do something like that. And uh, we definitely did. Um, When my father passed away, the the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner had been uh, happening for 19 years. So it had been pretty much, it had pretty much become a tradition that San Antonio embraced. Well, I tell people that I'm a Lutheran and an Aggie. If I do something one time, it's tradition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually think I love Texas A&M. It was one of the schools that I wanted to go to, but um, and I had it all planned out, but unfortunately, uh, God had other plans, and I ended up staying here. But I, I definitely am, have a passion and a heart for people that went to A&M. Well, actually, I didn't go to A&M. Oh, you didn't? I'm, oh, my goodness. I'm an Aggie from New Mexico. Oh, from New Mexico. Yeah, we have Aggies there, well, too. Well, I think there's a community of Aggies everywhere there. Right, there probably is. So I interrupted you when you were talking about the 19-year tradition. Yes. Well, when my father passed on, you know, everyone was wondering, well, what's going to happen with the event? And as I mentioned, the community was so um, generous and had always been there to support my dad and his efforts. And so we thought, you know, we want to be sure to walk alongside the community to make it all happen and um, I bet that was hard it that was, first year. Oh, it was him. it was extremely hard, but therapeutic because mm-hmm. he passed away on October the twenty sixth, nineteen ninety eight, and you know pretty much the dinner was a month away, and so we were able to kind of prepare for the event, and it was kind of like memorializing him and also feeling like we weren't grieving alone and we had a lot of wonderful support. It didn't mean that it wasn't hard, but we felt like we were doing something positive in his memory. And uh, so, you know, ever since then, we haven't looked back. And, you know, sometimes things do stick around for a little bit and then they fizzle out. But we're very excited to be celebrating our 43rd anniversary this year due to the generosity of this wonderful community. I saw that on your website, and I also saw something on the website um, from Jessica. Yes, my niece. Actually, my brother's kids, as I mentioned, are older, and they've been involved. Uh, My nephew, Raul III, he actually helps with on site that day, I mean, he does a lot, but on site that day, his role is to kind of work to make sure that everything is set up properly and that to troubleshoot any, mm-hmm. any little things, any hiccups that we need to overcome. And my nephew Arturo helps direct the floor to make sure that the food is getting to 
the appropriate areas mm-hmm. so that people are fed as they come and go. And my niece Jessica handles all of the volunteer orientation, which is also very important, especially when you're dealing with 4,000 volunteers. And then, like anything else, we have a wonderful committee that is like family to us. And together, we all take part in different fundraisers, and everybody helps out where they can, you know, in their own role. Mm -hmm. So we are very blessed, but we couldn't have done it without the support of the wonderful volunteers and our sponsors and donors, individual donors. Everybody takes part in one way or another. What You know, a $5 donation is just as impactful as the large corporate donor. And even when it comes to decorations, the young children are very involved. Okay. I don't think, um, I don't know if, I believe I mentioned it last time, that all of our place uh, mats or place settings and our uh, centerpieces are all made by elementary school kids throughout the city. So uh, people of all ages, of all walks of life, are coming to support the cause. And that's what makes it so beautiful. It sounds beautiful. I want to mention again, I'm here with Patricia Jimenez with the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner. And we're talking turkey and stuffing and and lots of other good food um but i also in the in the coming segments want to talk to you about volunteers and donations and sponsorships like you said but we'll we'll dig a little bit deeper then and some other fun things we'll be talking about are uh eggnog the origins of eggnog and why i love eggnog And also, uh, we'll mention uh, President Abraham Lincoln's proclamation about Thanksgiving. So we're going to take a break, and if you'll stay with us, we'll have more coming up. Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. Also on podcasts everywhere, and you can search previous episodes on TalkLawRadio.com, and you can stream those episodes from that website. That's TalkLawRadio.com. And if you're interested in being a sponsor or a guest, you can email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. I'm here with Patricia Jimenez with the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner. And we're talking about what the event is going to be like this year. Uh, but first, I want to talk about eggnog. Okay. Eggnog <laughs> is uh, one of my favorite things this time of the year. And so I call this eggnog season because as soon as uh, eggnog runs out, the grocery stores will no longer carry it. And so I have to just uh, take my eggnog when I can get it. And I like eggnog so much that I have to start exercising twice a day to keep my diet in check because eggnog has a (laughs) lot of calories. They put a lot of sugar in it. And just for fun, one year I decided to make my own eggnog, and um, I found a recipe that is thought to come from George Washington, <laughs> one oh, of wow. our founding fathers. The only thing that they that he left out of his recipe was how many eggs to include, and so uh, somebody was trying to engineer his his recipe, and they think that it takes about a dozen eggs to do this one recipe. And so how many people does that recipe feed? When I did it, 
It was two quarts, I think. And and so most most people just want one glass, you know, because it's so rich in calories. Yes. And if you put uh, liquor in it, then, you know, some people are trying to be careful with that as well. And this recipe from George Washington, they say, was very heavy with liquor. Ah. So it says uh, you put cream, milk, sugar, brandy, rye whiskey, Jamaican rum, sherry. <laughs> oh, wow. And then uh, one thing that makes it difficult is you have to separate the yolk from the other stuff in the egg. Yes. I don't know what they call that, the whites. So um, if you're not real good at the strategy on separating them, it can be quite messy. But you need you need the whites later. So what you do with the whites is you you beat it until it it becomes like um fluffy and and that be, that and then you have to put it back into the the mixture and i uh, forget the word that they use but oh you fold it in <laughs> wow that seems like a lot of work but a lot of commitment and like you have to have some skills <laughs> well it helps if you have skills but you can still drink it uh even if it turns out badly but there is one danger you put you're putting raw eggs in your drink and so there is a danger of salmonella well i was when i when you said that about 12 eggs that just seemed like a lot mm-hmm. but if it feeds you know if it's a, a enough servings to feed a nice sized group then it's not as bad i'm glad you mentioned that because <laughs> There's a criticism for um, store mass manufactured eggnog that uh, the FDA only requires about 1% of it to be actual eggs. And so um, the criticism is it's really that 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 type of eggnog is just egg-flavored milk. Oh, I see. Yeah. (laughs) Either way, it's very good in my mind. That's one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving and Christmas. And although some people may only drink it during one of those holidays, I I try and drink as much of it as I can until from now, because it's already out. Yes. Until, say, after Christmas, I think is when they stop making it, or maybe New Year's. That's how I feel about the pumpkin pie. I don't bake my own, but as soon as I see the little sign at Bill Miller's that says pumpkin pie for sale, Mm -hmm. I start indulging. (laughs) I love it. It's not quite time yet, but I, like, it's only during that time frame between Thanksgiving and Christmas that I really would have that type of pie, so I'm going to indulge just like you with the eggnog. Good. Okay, so we've been talking about eggnog, but our real purpose here today is to talk about the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner. And with me is Patricia Jimenez, and we're on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. So, Patricia, tell us uh, what's going to be different this year over what was happening the last couple of years. Well, we're very excited and happy to announce that this year we will be back in the convention center, which is huge because um, the event was originally created for people to come and have fellowship and to not be alone. And for the last two years, we have had to have we've had to had um, special circumstances with the pandemic where we only delivered meals to homes. And even last year, people were kind of sad that we weren't having it in person. But it was for everyone's safety. It would have been one of the largest events to kick off, you know, last year. And we didn't want to, you know, run the risk. You don't want to make people sick. Yes. You know, being a super spreader, you know, that would have been awful. And so this year, everything is, is appearing to be a lot more stable. And so we will be having it at the convention center. Um, Of course, people are free to, you know, 
do what they feel is best for them, which means if somebody wants to come and they want to wear a mask, they can wear a mask. Mm -hmm. If somebody doesn't want to wear a mask, they don't have to. Um, But we are having it in person, but we still allocate 3,500 meals to be delivered out into the community for those that absolutely cannot make it. Right. I mean, unfortunately, we won't be able to deliver to every, I mean, everyone in need, it's first come, first serve. But if anybody is interested, we are taking reservations now, and they can call 211, which is um, coordinated through the United Way, and uh, they will choose option one, and then they choose it again. And then they'll be able to speak to somebody live about getting something delivered to their home. Okay. And so do people that plan to go to the convention center also need to make a reservation? No, they do not. And we do have a little bit of a difference in time and in, in the time that we're having the event this year. We start an all faith worship service at 10 and then we start serving from 1030 to 3. So in the past, we've had it till about 4.30. But this year, we decided we are going to have it serve more people, but in a shorter time frame. But it's still enough time. So from 10.30 to 3 p.m., mm-hmm. we will definitely be serving meals. And you don't have to check in. Um, the good news is that if you don't have transportation or you don't, want to worry about trying to drive to the convention center if you want you can take a via bus and just let them know you're coming to the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner if you have uh, certain disabilities that require special via transportation like via trans I believe has the lift Mm -hmm. where you can go in a wheelchair and it's lifted up Um, you do have to I believe coordinate those efforts in advance but it will it won't cost a thing Okay. Well, that's interesting. How many people do you think you'll be able to serve? Well, we're planning on serving 25,000 individuals or enough to feed 25,000 individuals that day. And so they don't have to show up at 10. They could show up at 11 or 12. Yes, that is correct. And everybody is served. So they go and find a seat and uh, everybody is served Nobody has to wait in line. Um, and so we have music and we have entertainment. And uh, we like to call it the, a feast of the heart because it's about the fellowship and it's about feeding the soul, not just in addition to nourishing the a body. person's body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said you can't live on bread alone. That is correct. And I think more than ever with the pandemic – where people were isolated and mm-hmm. didn't have that contact with others, you know, that's what, when you say you can't live on bread alone means you have to have that interaction with others. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I read something about um, your father and his love of senior citizens. Tell me about that. Well, my father was very close to his grandmother. Um, I was told by my aunt, his sister, that sometimes he would, you know, he was a very energetic kid. And um, sometimes, you know, energetic kids, they have a lot of confidence and they want to just get out there and do things. And he would get into trouble, let's just say that. Uh, And so his his dad would be very upset, but his grandmother would always come to the rescue. She had that bond with him where she would, you know, have be able to convince my dad's father, hey, you know what, take it easy, you know, kind of come to the rescue and defend him mm-hmm, a bit. So mm-hmm. he and he was very close to his grandmother and he, he she lived with them. So he understood what it was to, you know, have an elderly person around and to understand that they weren't always able to do for themselves. And sometimes they relied on family and, or were on a fixed income and didn't have anybody to help them. So he said, in gratitude for my blessings, I want to do something special. And I think that Thanksgiving would be appropriate because what better holiday than Thanksgiving when you're supposed to be thankful for your blessings to do something for somebody else who, you know, may not be in a position 
you know, and to be able to help them and do something nice for them on Thanksgiving. That's so, awesome. That's how it all yeah, started. <laughs> I really like that. So that ties in with uh, what we do at Marquardt Law Firm. We, we focus on helping those who have uh, challenges or, or who are older because I, I had a similar experience with, with my grandparents. Uh, my parents were divorced and my mom worked full-time and and still had to cook and do our laundry and and so my grandparents would help us out a lot and take me to get my hair cut or take me to swimming lessons so we have to take another break but when we come back we'll be talking more about the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner about volunteering about donating and about sponsoring stay with us Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Usually I'm talking about the law, some state or federal law or regulation or court case that needs some explaining. But today I'm talking about the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner and how they serve uh, food and they also nourish the soul. What's the motto for your event, Patricia? um, It's a feast of the heart. A feast of the heart. Yes. Okay, so now we're going to be talking about the event and how you're getting ready for the event by um, reaching out to volunteers and sponsors and and getting donations. Yes, this is a perfect time. Uh, We start registering our volunteers on November the 2nd, and... um, how do they register? Well, they'll have to go to our website, or they can follow our social media platforms. Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving Dinner is on Facebook, and then Raul Jimenez Dinner uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So if you find us and you connect with us, uh, you will be receiving announcements because we have to do everything live. It's on the 2nd, and you pretty much have to you know, kind of – watch for the link to become active because we have so many people wanting to volunteer that we will fill up within 48 hours. So if your schedule permits, I would jump on it as quickly as you can. We start in the kitchen on the Sunday before Thanksgiving and we go all the way up until Thanksgiving Day. So there's lots of opportunities in the kitchen to serve on Thanksgiving Day and on Wednesday for decorating the hall. So I think there's a little bit of everything to kind of um, appease to different people. You okay. Know. Yeah, that's good. And you said that the uh, elementary school kids they make the decorations uh, they do some a, of them they anyway. do a lot of the centerpieces and placemats and uh, our senior population especially love love the actual placemats because they always write beautiful messages on them and some of them take them home for souvenirs which i think is really special yeah i'm sure they would love that my grandparents love that kind of thing so you have volunteer day November the 2nd, that's yes. when people will be begin signing up. Um, are you looking for any particular skill set? Um, at this time, we are fortunate enough to have the expert chefs from the RK group that come and help guide all of our volunteers to ensure that they – you know, kind of coach them along to, to do what they need to do. So you don't need any special skills. Everything is very safe. We don't use knives or anything sharp that could cause any type of accident. It's really fun. It can be a, a lot of hard work, especially on Sundays when you have to degut the turkeys. That's not mm-hmm. necessarily the mm-hmm. funnest part, but absolutely necessary. <laughs> and I also want to thank them because they are uh, the donors of our turkeys this year. The RK group? Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. And we have been very blessed to have so many wonderful sponsors that help us, but also individual donors. I mean, for us, the $5 donation is just as important as the corporate donation. Well, tell, tell me about that. Why do you need money? 
Well, especially right now, the cost of all the food items and supplies have gone up. Even certain beverages um, have gone up. So we need money for that. And then, of course, there's other expenses such as, you know, things that you don't even think about, like the insurance for the event, mm-hmm. um, the homebound meals. They require special, you know, Containers. type of container that mm-hmm. is going to be appropriate, that is going to keep the food warm for a certain amount of time, that's going to, you know, heat up well. Right. So all of that costs money. The foil pans that you see the food going into, mm-hmm. I mean, all of that, it takes thousands of those and all of that costs money. So okay. we are definitely still in fundraising mode. And uh, if anybody would like to donate, they can go to our website. Or, Raul, I'm okay. sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or if you want, if you like to use your phone and you want it to be quick and easy, you can uh, text th- to this number, 210 uh, Two one zero. Oh my goodness, it's fairly new, so I gotta okay. look it up real quick. Okay, well we'll talk about it again <laughs> after the next break. But soon you will be able to text your donation or or text a number that will tell you, take you to another site where you yes. can enter your your the, the, information. You, the number that you text will definitely ask you to reply give, and then it'll just send you a message where you click the link and you're there to make your donation. And I'll, I'll look that up in just a second. My apologies. Yeah. It's fairly new and I've been dealing with a lot of numbers and I just don't want to give out the wrong information. Right. No, that makes complete <laughs> sense. So you're looking for donors. Um, how, how about sponsorships? How does that work? Well, you can go to our uh, website, RaulJimenezDinner.com, uh, and you will see – that we do have a list of sponsorships with different sponsorship benefits where people, corporations can, can take a look at what we have to offer and see what, you know, donation seems right for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that way they can get some added exposure for their company. Okay. But most importantly, helping bring a Thanksgiving meal to thousands who would otherwise do without. Right. It's an opportunity to give back. Yes, absolutely. And we have a, you know, we don't just serve seniors. We've gotten so big that we have people that are homeless that come. We, you know, help veterans and then underprivileged families. There are people with all kinds of stories that come and join us every year. And it was your father's wish to reach those who were lonely too, right? Absolutely. Uh, Because, you know, somebody... Maybe they don't need help with having a Thanksgiving meal, but they don't have anybody to spend Thanksgiving with. Uh, and most people, you'll, you know, a lot of people say, well, what does that mean? Well, I think most people that come that are in that predicament are seniors or maybe somebody who is just trying to get out of rehab and mm-hmm. they're not ready to face their family. And they're just trying to get back into society again and, and get their life in order, but they have nobody to spend it with. You know, that, like you said, that human contact, you know, food for the soul, that's what we offer. Remember in the Bible when uh, Jesus was going around having dinner parties with different people, the, the Pharisees said, uh, why do you eat with sinners? And he said, um, because that's why I was sent. And so I, I, I like the idea of having a meal <laughs> with yes. other people. Um, you don't, you don't have to know them. They don't have to be in your group, but just share some humanity with somebody else. Absolutely. You might come out of there making a new friend. Right. Okay. So we're talking about the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner. And so I wanted to talk about Thanksgiving. And uh, one person who I thought was a big fan of Thanksgiving was uh, President Abraham Lincoln. On October 20th, 1864, he made a proclamation. He said, It has pleased Almighty God to prolong our national life another year, defending us with his guardian care against unfriendly designs from abroad and vouchsafing to us in his mercy many 
and signal victories over the enemy, who is of our own household. It has also pleased our Heavenly Father to favor as well our citizens in their homes as our soldiers in their camps and our sailors on the rivers and seas with unusual health. He has largely augmented our free population by emancipation and by immigration, while he has opened to us new sources of wealth and has crowned the labor of our working men in every department of industry with abundant rewards. Moreover, he has been pleased to animate and inspire our minds and hearts with fortitude, courage, and resolution sufficient for the great trial of civil war into which we have been brought by our adherence as a nation to the cause of freedom and humanity and to afford to us reasonable hopes of an ultimate and happy deliverance from all our dangers and afflictions. Now therefore, I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, do hereby appoint and set apart the last Thursday in November as a day which I desire to be observed by all my fellow citizens, wherever they may be, as a day of thanksgiving and praise to Almighty God, the beneficent creator and ruler of the universe. And I do further recommend to my fellow citizens aforesaid that on that occasion they do reverently humble themselves in the dust and from thence offer up penitent and fervent prayers and supplications to the great disposer of events for a return of the inestimable blessings of peace, union, and harmony throughout the land which it has pleased him to assign as a dwelling place for ourselves and for our posterity throughout all generations. So that was Abraham Lincoln, what he said about Thanksgiving. That's beautiful. I loved what he said about, you know, talking about God and for us to spend time together. Right. And um, I did find that text information if you want me to say it real quick. Yeah, tell us again what it's for. Um, If you want to give a donation and you want to text us, you can text us at 210-972-5155. And then you just reply give and it'll send you right to our uh, donation site. Okay. And my apologies. It's a new system we just got. (laughs) Okay, and this is the way you can donate money for the event, Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving Dinner. What's that number again? 210-972-5155. When you text that number, it'll... You text GIVE as a reply, and it'll send you the information you need. Okay, great. So that's... Yet for this segment, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll be talking about legacy. So stay tuned. Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're here with uh, Patricia Jimenez with the uh, Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner, talking about turkey. And uh, we just got finished talking about President Abraham Lincoln and his proclamation about making Thanksgiving a national holiday. And what does that remind you of? Well, I just think we are so grateful that Abraham Lincoln, President Abraham Lincoln, established that holiday because it brings people together. It brings uh, everyone together, but there's fellowship. But there's also his intention was for everyone to, you know, in, 
and thanksgiving for your blessings, mm-hmm. which also ties in with being appreciative for God's graces to come together. Amen. And yes, amen. And and what I was mentioning earlier was that, you know, we take it for granted sometimes, but not everybody celebrates Thanksgiving. And I think it's beautiful that um, we live here in America and that this tradition was started because I know people come to this country and they've never had anything like this. Somebody it's, told you that one time. Yes. A, a lady from Mexico came to donate her time because she was curious to know what it was all about. And then she said, this is amazing. You know, in Mexico, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. And it opened my eyes because I just assumed everybody celebrated Thanksgiving. So I think we're very blessed. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Abraham Lincoln, for that. (laughs) Uh, Something else that it made me think about was uh, when Jesus um, fed the 5,000. So that was from um, the book of Matthew uh, versus, uh, well, what chapter was that? I'm, I'm not sure what chapter. But it says, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. And Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. So I thought that that was sort of like maybe what your dad envisioned with feeding people and bringing them to get together. These people yes. were gathering to see Jesus. And and when you meet for Thanksgiving, like you were saying, it's a time of Thanksgiving for the blessings in our lives. And so it's kind of like the same thing to me. Yes, absolutely. And it's one of those holidays where people don't feel the stress. Like, I believe that Christmas is a beautiful holiday and for what it represents. But when people start to make it too commercialized, Mm -hmm. people forget about the real reason for Christmas, the birth of Christ. And so... This is a holiday where people don't feel like stressed about having to give the perfect gift and spending money on this and that. Right. They, instead, they stress about the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure it tastes good, right? Right. Yes. But uh, I I think it's a wonderful time for people, like you say, to come together. And the it's named perfectly Thanksgiving to say, you know, I'm grateful and I want to, you know, honor God and thank him and pass along a little to somebody who may not have and may be in need at that moment. Right. So uh, as part of our legacy segment, um, I wanted to talk about uh, the presidential pardon of turkeys. And now it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's your legacy? Okay. Sponsored by Marquardt so Law Firm. Everybody knows that the turkey gets pardoned at the White House, right? Yes. Have you heard that? Oh yeah, I've seen a I've seen a couple news clips about it. Right. <laughs> so I, I got interested in why does that happen? And uh there's a, an article on um a historical website of uh presidential happenings and um the it wasn't always a, a pardon. It wasn't meant to be that, really. It's just so happened that some presidents would eat the turkey and some wouldn't. And so oh. they, they kind of, the news media turned it into a pardon. Um, but here are some, some of the presidents, what, what they said. Uh, John F. Kennedy uh, was said to have pardoned a turkey in 1963 when he said, let's keep him going. So that was his way of saying, I'm not going to eat this turkey. But even before that, in 1948, um, Truman, President Truman, accepted two turkeys and remarked that they would come in handy for Christmas dinner. So... Uh, it's thought that President Truman did not pardon his turkeys, <laughs> which Aww. was funny to me. 
Um, the Washington Post in 1963 used both the word pardon and the word reprieve in that in an article talking about President John F. Kennedy's uh, comment about the turkey, let's keep him going. During the later years of the Nixon presidency, Patricia Nixon accepted turkeys on behalf of the president and in 1973 sent the turkey to the Oxen Hill Children's Farm. So that was a way of pardoning that turkey. And in 1978, the turkey was presented to First Lady Rosalind Carter when uh, she sent the turkey to Evans Farm Inn to live in a mini zoo. Then in 1981, the practice of sending the presentation turkey to a farm became the norm under President Ronald Reagan. The turkey ceremony also became a source of satire and humor for reporters. And so when President H.W. Bush in 1989 came to the same type of event on TV, um, there were animal rights activists picketing outside the White House. Um, so President George H.W. Bush said, quote, But let me assure you and this fine Tom Turkey that he will not end up on anyone's dinner table. Not this guy. He's granted a presidential pardon as of right now and allow him to live out his days on a children's farm not far from here. So that's the history of presidential pardons. Wow. I imagine after one president decided to pardon because they chose not to, you know, kill it, it was very hard for anybody else to want to do that, right? Right, especially (laughs) in modern times. Yes. Okay. So before I started talking about presidential pardon, you mentioned a legacy of coming together. So it, it's it's very easy to see that this was your father's legacy of uh, of having the dinner. Um, but w- what other type of legacies does this bring to mind for you? For example, I wanted to say for the listeners what the def what some good definitions of legacy are, and one that I I read just recently on Twitter <laughs> was. Uh, was very inspiring to me. Um, Mark Landers and Rob Rose, um, who are founders of The Winning Difference, said that good players leave behind memories, banners, and trophies. Great players leave behind a culture, values, and standards that create a sustainable advantage each year. So I thought that was a good way to explain legacy to athletes. Yes. So tell me about what comes to mind. Well, my dad, this is, he lived by this saying, we come into this world with nothing and we leave with nothing. What counts is what we do in between. I believe in caring and sharing. And so, I I mean, sometimes people think a legacy has to be really big, like you have to win the Nobel Nobel Peace Prize or or something monumental. But, you know, touching somebody's heart, being there to support someone, doing God's work, you know, even if it appears small to you, but for somebody it might be life-changing or provide hope for that extra day that they're having trouble dealing with. Um, It just means that you lived, you did the right thing even when nobody was looking. Right. Or there was no account, you weren't needing to be accountable to anybody. My dad always said that's integrity, what you do when no one's looking. Absolutely. But he also said somebody's always looking. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We have, I, I believe God is always looking, but I feel like we have to take pride and say, you know, I'm responsible for myself and to say I, that's, you know, I want to strive for that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we're not close to being like Jesus, but to do what we can yeah. to get as close as possible. To serve God's people. Yes. I love that. Okay. So another thing about legacy is that's what we focus on when we're doing a last will, living trust, or estate plan. 
And so if you have questions about that, contact our sponsor, Marquardt Law Firm. You can go to marquardtlawfirm.com or you can call 210-530-4278 and learn more about wills, trusts, probate, estate planning. And it's something that we all need to do uh, once we reach the age of 18. So any last words, Patricia, about the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving dinner? Well, we're just very grateful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. The listeners have been wonderful. And uh, we just appreciate the community for continuing this wonderful tradition. All right. So what's that number to text? Yes, the text to give number is 210-972-5155. And then you will uh, receive, you text give to that and you will receive some information on how to directly donate from your phone. Okay. This is Todd Marquardt, Talk Law Radio. I'll talk to you later. Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.